Episode 13, The Christian Principle of Self-Government and the Self-Governed Individual. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Uh, Today's topic is the foundation for family, church, and civil government. I have a great quote. It's from Thomas Jefferson. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, go for it. Lay down true principles and adhere to them inflexibly. Do not be frightened into their surrender. It's a great quote. It really is. But isn't it interesting that he he encourages us not to be frightened into their surrender? Mm-hmm. Lay down true principles and adhere inflexibly to them. And don't be frightened into their surrender. Why do you think he would say that? So we fear not. Can people be afraid of of going into a path of following true principles? What do you think might hold them back? How about sin nature? I think that's really probable that sin nature might be what what contests for that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of sin nature, some examples of sin nature or lack of self-control are like um, drunk driving, lust, sexual sins, uncontrolled anger, laziness, poor spending habits, refusal to obey the clear commands of God, eating, alcohol, and entertainment, less time with God, more with things we like, and your and my issues, which are... Individual. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of verses that talk about self-control. I want to read a few of them. There's a lot more than this, so I'll read a few and... And then you guys can branch off and extend the study on your own if you like. Yeah. So um, first one was Proverbs twenty five twenty eight. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Mm. That's pretty... Uh, puts an image in your head about un- unprotected. Mm-hmm. And then we have Second uh, Timothy 1, 7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Mm. I think it kind of goes with uh, Thomas Jefferson's quote. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Mm-hmm. And then First uh, Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And sober-minded is self-control. Mm-hmm. And that verse. And James 1.19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Mm. Ruling your temper. Mm-hmm. So one of the history lessons that our children and I did together had to do with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That was our foundational principle there. And I got to thinking about how self-control is listed lastly, and a visual came to mind about how self-control or self-government would be the soil. And out of that soil grows a tree, and then there's fruit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that hangs from that tree. And as we're more self-governed, then 
all of those different fruits are going to grow on our tree. It'll spring forth out of the self-government. So then we would, because of self-government, we would have more love and joy and peace and patience, kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. It all comes out of being self-governed. So it's like the root of the tree, like feeding the tree and Mm -hmm. the fruit producing from that. Yeah. That's great. So how should man best be controlled or governed? There's a quote by William Penn that says, those who are not governed by God will be ruled by tyrants. So do we want liberty or do we want bondage? Liberty is equivalent to self-government. It means submitting to the government of God in my life. And bondage is a lack of self-government. And then you ask your question who you're submitting yourself to at that point. Yeah. We're talking about the principle of self-government. There's a statement of the principle. And I'm going to read this statement. It's from um, a quote from Hugo Grotius in uh, 1654. He knows not how to rule a kingdom that cannot manage a province, nor can he wield a province that cannot order a city, nor he order a city that knows not how to regulate a village, nor he a village that cannot guide a family, nor can that man govern well a family that knows not to govern himself. Neither can any govern himself unless his reason be lord, will and appetite her vassals, nor can reason rule unless herself be ruled by God, and wholly be obedient to him. Okay, so Hugo Grotius. That's her name. I know. I honestly <laughs> almost always want to say Hugo Grotius. <laughs> Maybe it is Grotius. I could be really. I think you're correct. It's Grotius. Okay. So everybody is welcome here, no matter how you pronounce <laughs> or mispronounce his name. Um, I think that he works from, he works backwards in our thinking when it comes to self-government it begins with the internal so taking it from the end of his quote reason will and appetite is where we start and then once self or individual comes out of that reason will and appetite so that those are our internal qualities and then flowing out from that into the next sphere is how our family and home is impacted and then out of that a village or a city or town is impacted and then out of the village city or town a city and county are impacted and out of that a province or state are impacted and then out of that a kingdom or nation is impacted So beginning with the internal, whatever's going on in the internal of the individual ends up flowing out of that individual into all those other spheres generally in that order. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about govern and government, we need to clarify the definitions with a biblical worldview. So, of course, we turn to Webster's 1828 Dictionary of the English Language to define these words. And for govern... It's a verb transitive, and its first definition is to direct and control as the actions or conduct of men, either by established laws or arbitrary will, to regulate by authority, to keep within the limits prescribed by law or sovereign will. Thus, in free states, men are governed by the Constitution and laws. 
In despotic states, tyranny states, men are governed by the edicts or commands of a monarch. Every man should govern well his own family. And the third definition is to control, to restrain, to keep in due subjection as to govern the passions or temper. Taking a look. I say that sounds a lot like self-government. It does sound a lot like self-government. Okay, so defining government, it means direction, regulation. These precepts will serve the government of our conduct. The first definition is control and restraint. Men are apt to neglect the government of their temper and passions. And the fourth definition is the system of polity in a state. That form of fundamental rules and principles by which a nation or state is governed or by which individual members of a body politic are to regulate their social actions, a constitution, either written or unwritten, by which the rights and duties of citizens and public officers are prescribed and defined as a monarchical government or a republican government. Thirteen governments thus founded on the natural authority of the people alone, without the pretense of miracle or mystery, are a great point gained in favor of the rights of mankind. So, again, in the definition of government, we start with the internal control and restraint of the temper and passions. And then we talk about the external, the system of polity and state, and how that links to self-government or a lack of self-government. Right. So, you know, these definitions, they, like Heather was saying, was um, one definition was internal, one definition was external for each of those. Are you going to break that down for us? Yeah. So, um, so if we look at the internal um, for government, we got control, restraint, temper, disposition of the mind, or constitution of the mind, and passions. And the external effect of that is on the family the church, the civil, and the business. Going back real quick to where you were talking about with the internal, the temper, the disposition of the mind, or constitution of the mind. Constitution, one of the definitions of it is the frame or temper of mind, affections, or passions. And that makes me think of 2 Corinthians 10.5 where it says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So our constitution is our frame of mind. So we need to bring that captive to obey Christ. So if we properly govern our internal property, our passions and our temper, then we will manifest good government in our actions and behavior. Could we talk a little bit about the distinction between Christian self-government and self-discipline? Isn't it the same? No, it is not. I think that self-discipline can be a byproduct of self-government, but it is not the same thing as Christian self-government. Self-discipline tends to have a very humanist philosophy tied to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to do with, people will say things like, and it has to do with, and it does, your decisions that you make and Mm -hmm. your motivation and all those kinds of things. But they talk about that kind of power coming from within you Mm -hmm. because of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it equates being a moral person. A person could have self-discipline to the point where they're never late with paying a bill. They always get up the same time every morning. Mm -hmm. They're militant about when they eat, you know, and their exercise. I mean, they could have 
everything down to a T. But that does not mean that they're being governed inside by Christ. So it's who or what is in control. It's the who or what is in control. Christian self-government is Christ governing in and through us. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that when you talk to somebody about self-government, they will automatically assume that you're talking about self-discipline, depending on how their worldview is. Mm -hmm. Or even just if you're talking about government, the average person will assume that government means Mm -hmm. civil authority in some capacity or another. Mm -hmm. But for the Christian, we know, we recognize, as we learn and grow, that government actually has to do with God, who is our king, Mm-hmm. Christ seated on the throne of our hearts and governing us. And now we come to the big idea. So internal government determines external government, meaning internal Christian self-government determines and causes external family, church, and civil government. Okay, so a lot of us are asking, what is the solution to our national problems? Is it politicians, more laws, maybe a Christian president, senators, or governors, or mayors, or to impeach activist judges, maybe? Or is there something else? Is there a biblical solution? And if so, what does that look like? So maybe what it has to do with is the flow of power. So if you look at the spheres of government, it starts with individual Christian self-government, and then it goes into family government, and that goes into voluntary associations. Then it goes into the church government, and then it goes into civil government. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you'll find is the perversion of that, which actually goes the opposite direction of flow of power. So it's going to start with the civil government, and that's going to be you know, going down to the church government, then to the voluntary associations, and then the family government, and then the individual Christian self-government. And that goes back to what the Puritans and the separatists were experiencing mm-hmm. during the time of King James when the king was over both civil government and church government, and mm-hmm. then that power flowed down from there to whatever voluntary associations there may have been, I suppose, at the time. But then it affected the family government and the individual. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they realized that with Christian self-government, it actually works from the bottom with the individual and then flows up to the top. Mm-hmm. Here are some examples from scripture regarding this self-governed individual. God wanted and expected Adam and Eve to be self-governed when he said, You may freely eat, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's from Genesis 2, 16 and 17. We see the, the idea of self-government in Proverbs sixteen thirty-two, where scripture says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit than he that takes a city. In Proverbs twenty five twenty eight, it says, He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, which I think we mentioned in the beginning of the mm-hmm. podcast. And also Proverbs 6, 6, that says, Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provides her meat in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. So great. What we need to look at is when we face a decision, we need to ask ourselves who or what is con- in control. And this is super important to teach our children. Right. So is it Satan, peer pressure, 
negative emotions like anger, fear, or worry, uh, greed, lust, or is it is God in control? And do you have a submitted heart? You have a tender conscience, obedient to His Spirit and His Word. Okay, so that wraps things up for this podcast episode. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about uh, Christian self-government in the home. Thanks so much for joining us for our Teaching 10 series. We hope that you feel confident from this to be able to go and teach at least 10 other people what you learned. And we hope you join us next time. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His glory.